0: Welcome to another edition of TSC Music's Music with a Mission, where our purpose is to perpetuate and promote the Christian and positive idea through the medium of music and other arts. And we are in the studio again with our good friend, David Hamm. Hey, Greg. And we've got our very special guest. She's no stranger to TSC Music. She's been here on a few other occasions, but this is the first time we've got her here by herself talking about what God's doing with her music. And that is none other than Sheena
1: Lee. Sheena Lee.
2: I'm coming out. I'm stepping up. Shouting loud. I'm not ashamed no more. It's like fire through my veins. I'm going higher in his name amplified i'm getting louder i'm a soldier can you hear my cry i'm getting louder get get getting louder going hard turn it up faders
0: That was a little bit of Sheena Lee, our guest, and we are
1: glad to have time. Sheena
0: with us <laughs> and Dave again. Yeah, I was we were just talking over the over this break. Uh the last time you were in this particular room was in two thousand five. Yeah. That was the uh truce recording. The, yeah. What was that project? Uh, title the refuge, the refuge, the refuge. Thank you. It's still available. Time. It's a long right? time ago. It is on iTunes. So, for yeah, those who available. are are listening, you can still pick it up on iTunes. The yeah. Refuge is a project. Uh, that is with Truce and Sheena sang all over that project. But there was one particular
1: song that you were on was uh, praise
3: and breathe on me
1: and breathe on me.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah it was good. We're well, glad to have you. Thank you. And you I'm got something else, here. something
0: new going on? But before we talk about the new, let's talk about the Sheena that people don't know. Sheena, okay. you grew up, born, and raised.
3: In
2: Queens.
0: Queens. Queens. Yeah.
3: PK? Am I a PK? Yeah. No. No, no? Okay. I'm a daughter to uh, <laughs> a radio personality. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, okay. MK. Music kid. Okay. <laughs> Definitely. Hold on. Tell me what so, part so of Queens. The, so
0: the
3: jeans is Elmhurst Queens. Elmhurst. Yeah. Yes.
0: I'm from I, Georgia, I so that means <laughs> nothing to me, but it's please, you know?
3: <laughs> yeah, if you look in the Guinness Book of World Records, it has, like, the most, like, I guess it's like the melting pot uh-huh. of New York City. It's, like, a lot of different, like, nationalities oh, okay. and so languages. it's like the Times
0: Square of Manhattan.
3: Yeah, I would so say to speak.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Born and raised there. Come from a musical family, I assume. Yes. Yeah?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Got your, your training pretty early.
3: Yeah, I I don't know if it's really, like, training. It was just more, like, experience waking up every morning to my dad, you know, working on the turntables, playing oldies, but goodies, or Motown. So he was a DJ? Yeah, my father's a DJ. Wow. And so is, is my mother. hmm
0: And your mom? Yeah. Still? Mm-hmm. How oh, interesting. Yeah, NK my mother- K, music kid. Do we give him a shout-out, <laughs> or, or what?
3: Well, my mother, Vivian Lee, she- um. She uh, uh, does different events, um, you know, Christian weddings, like anything that you need music for, you know, she'll play for you, have mm. a meeting with you, interview I gotta you.
0: ask you though, does she ever spend any of your stuff?
3: Um, yeah, she has, yeah. but, um, she's more of like the CD, dis- gotcha.
2: <laughs> my father's
3: more of like, you know, he's like CD now cause the he's times on, are changing, yeah. <laughs> but he used to do like the 12 inch vinyls. Like we have like a whole yeah. bunch of records in the house.
1: Yeah. Her mom did my wedding. Nice. Yeah.
3: Okay. I was like 13 or 14 hey, years old. Hey,
1: hey, stop that. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Yes.
0: So you come from a musical family. Yeah. Both parents are d- disc jockeys to whatever extent that is. They well, do DJ.
3: <laughs> yeah. My father, you know, um, uh, he goes by the name of Dr. Bob Lee. Um, uh-huh. So, but, you know, he's just, Bob, that's his his DJ name yeah. on 107.5 WPLS. Uh-huh. So, yeah, he just, you know it's kind of interesting you know he wanted to teach me how to you know dj (laughs) but i was more like you know i don't i don't know if i want to do that i want to actually be on the record
0: (laughs) and when did you know that that's what you wanted to do
3: oh man um i would say for sure for sure when i was 15. I always loved to sing but um art was like my first you know love uh-huh. like I used to draw and stuff like that and then um it was more so when I felt that god just really impacted me where I wanted to do music only for the Lord and not, you know, mm-hmm. cause there was different opportunities that came up, sure. you know, Apollo and just different stuff. And I just, my mother was very adamant. She was like, you are only singing for the Lord. <laughs> wow. She was like, she is not going to be doing no secular music, <laughs> but I never had a desire nor did I want to. Uh-huh. So
0: the influence from uh, your dad, who is a disc jockey secular radio station how did you know that this was the turn for you, that this is all you wanted to do? I mean, I know your mom had some influence in there, but they both are disc jockeys, and I'm sure that they're not only doing Christian events, or are they?
3: Well, my mother does mostly um, Christian events, and my father, you know, um, does the other events. But when they do weddings together, you know, then it's just, um, I guess, if they request him or want him at the wedding, you uh-huh. know. But I think for me, it was um, the the big foundation um, was from going to a Christian school and being raised in, you know in uh a, a in in church and also going somewhere where i knew about the things of god from a very early age mm-hmm. you know so my mother wanted to raise me with the foundation in the things of god
2: right
0: right yeah, so so you got you come from good genes you got from good stock and so
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah
0: now now at a young age you see you were 13
3: when you I was 15, fifteen. Fifteen. I loved to sing, and I would, you know, sing um in the choir. They would have like the school plays and mm-hmm. school, um, you know, concerts for Christmas and you know, uh, Easter and all that stuff. But um, I don't know. I guess it was like uh, I was in junior high school, and um, I remember I was singing with the choir, and um, I guess my voice was. A bit overpowering. <laughs> it was loud. And I remember the, the students in my class that they were making fun of me, or they were just like, Why are you singing so loud? But the, my my teacher at the time, she was like, You know, um, she was like, You know, it's not nice. You shouldn't, you know, do that because she has a beautiful voice. You know, I just. Oh, remember. it's not that nice
0: that they made fun of yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, I thought she was saying it's not grade. nice that you sing over everybody.
3: No, <laughs> gotcha. no. It was, it, it kind of felt like that. But at that time, I was still like, exper- I didn't mm-hmm. know like what that was. Right. It was more like okay, I have like videos of like me when I was a little girl like singing I will praise the Lord, running around and you know just when I was like 5 around oh. the house. And um it was just something that was there, but that wasn't like I always knew that I loved to do that and I liked singing, but I also had a huge emphasis on just drawing and art. I would just sit on the floor in front of the TV for like hours and just drawing, drawing, drawing. But I guess in um like high school, I uh, decided I wanted to go to a performing art school for music uh-huh. in the middle, in between the the times that I was, you know, there. Right. So pursuing like, uh, you know, art and have it, building a portfolio, wanting mm-hmm. to go to a, an art school and all that stuff, it just didn't. That wasn't what God had intended for me So I guess did you time. put the
0: pen and paper down? Pencil down? Are you still drawing?
3: Um no. every now and then, but uh-huh. not really like how I used to. I used to be so, so like deep saturated into mm-hmm. it. Like I still have my portfolio now with just like shading with color pencils, pastels, watercolors, crayons, markers. <laughs> I just I don't know.
1: My daughters would love hanging out with you right <laughs> no,
3: now. I loved coloring you. and coloring books. That was like my pastime. You just gave me a color book when I was little and I was just quiet for hours.
0: Wow. wow. <laughs> so at some point though you started singing. Yes. And you knew that this is what you wanted to do. Yeah. You laid down the paper, you laid down the pens and the crayons and the watercolors and the paints.
3: That was my, fo- my and focus. And you started pursuing
0: this thing. Mhm. What was your first step? I mean, how do you go from crayons and paper and <laughs> paint to I'm just going to sing for the rest of my life?
3: Um I would say after junior high, um, going into high school, I think it was I was like fourteen or fifteen when I joined the choir and um Dave Hamm was a choir director at the time.
1: Hey now. This
3: Dave? Yes.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey don't laugh uh, at me. I, I, I kinda I, knew it. I heard about it, but uh, That's the, name I'm of the choir
0: Heaven's Harmony. Yeah, we're going to do a session just with uh, <laughs> the choir director in one-on-one by Dave Ham, you know.
3: And it I guess it like around that time um from 14 and then when he came in and stepped in um as the the choir director, it was developing even then like I had the desire and um I just remember um my 8th grade graduation. Um, My pastor at the time when we were standing up, you know, like in the church, we were all sitting down the stage, you know, during the whole ceremony. Um, He had a word for, you know, the students, you know, or like some of the students that he felt like led to share. And I just remember at the age of 15 hearing that, you know, God, you know, had a purpose for my life and that he wanted to use me um, through music for the kingdom. Mm. And I was 15 years old. I didn't understand that. I, you know, I heard it, but right. it wasn't so much applied at that time. It was like more like, wow, you know, like, what are you so, doing? Sounded
2: though, right? <laughs> it sounded good.
0: Though. It yeah. sounded
3: good. And I, I, I was just like, okay. Cause I was like, I didn't tell him that like, you know, it's not something that you expect to hear, you know, mm-hmm. as, as such a young age, a lot of times, um, there are still people that are going around that don't know. What it is that they're supposed to be doing or how the Lord wants to use them or what their purpose or calling is and um from a young age, I was told but I didn't understand you mm-hmm. know at that time to what capacity he wanted to use me
1: right it's great that you can recall it though now yeah absolutely and, and yeah. understand that this is truly what uh part of God's plan um you know so many you know, you see so many people that have had like an experience like that or at an early age or something that they were passionate about and someone has encouraged them down the road. And then as they have grown and just kind of, you know, just falling into place doing whatever they're doing in life, forgetting those encouragements, forgetting those special moments like you had, mm-hmm. though, not understanding everything. But like now I can look at it and say, "Yep, this is still where God has me. Yep. I'm still called to do this and it makes more sense now than it did you know years yeah. ago yeah. Yeah.
3: especially when you um, test it you know mm. uh, and and, <laughs> and you're like I don't know if this is really you know you know because there are different people that could come into your life and say different things mm-hmm. and you know how do you know it's necessarily true when right. you hear it from one person but after a while I just kept hearing it over and over again and I just remember a time where I just wanted to run away from it mm. I didn't um, I didn't I don't know, like it, it was very hard and you're just struggling, you feel drained and you feel like um, either a user, you don't know what God is really doing, but you're like, why? Why me? Mm-hmm. You ask yourself that, like, why me? Like, out of, like, just, why do you want me to do this? Right, and I right. just remember I had to, like, literally, like, step back and I just wanted to do my own thing, but it was like, more than once when you feel that you're at your lowest low and it's just so hard it's like God just kept opening those doors and just um, sending either people into my life to confirm that that's what he called me to do or he would just blatantly like just Mm -hmm. shake me like you can't run away from me you can't run away from what I called you to do
0: we're going to take a quick break and come back and talk a little more about testing what you heard in a moment with Sheena Lee here here on TSC Music with a mission
2: because, because.
1: Times Square Church is excited to announce the extended run of the stage play, The Cross and the Switchblade, running through the month of February, every Friday, 7 o'clock p.m., free admission. For more information, reservations, for group seating of 15 or more, call 212-541-6300. For further information, go to www.tscnyc.org.
0: And we're back with Sheena Lee, Dave Hamm, right here on TSC Music with the Mission. Before the break, you were talking about testing what you heard. People have come to you and said, God's got a calling for you, you know, a calling on your life, for your purpose for you here. He's going to use you. How did you test that? Because that's, that's pretty interesting.
3: Let's just say <laughs> that um, I think for a long time, I, I struggled with just trusting, period. Um. And for a long time, it was always that thing. Like I knew what God wanted from me. I knew what was right and wrong. And more than anything, it was like, okay, I'm going to stay faithful. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. But it was just many questions were coming into my mind. And I was like, I felt like a lot of times it was like the enemy just putting certain thoughts in my mind. And I didn't know how to apply what I knew to ward off that because it was the whole, okay, okay. I'm on fire for God and I'm doing what you called me to do. Um, souls are getting saved and, and I know that you're using me because I feel I feel you. I feel your presence mm-hmm. and I see miracles that you are doing in these people's lives. Like you're using me as a vessel for your glory, you know, and I think it would get to those moments where it would be that downtime where it was just like, okay, um, you know, and I would feel so drained and because of the whole trust, it would just bring me back to like, okay, um. I know I'm doing this for you, but a a part of me is like, I don't trust. I don't, there was a lot of things that I would question about like life. What am I doing? Or like, you know, situations with school or relationships or whatever. I'm like, when am I going to, you know, when is this going to happen? When is it? It was because I did not have that trust. Mm -hmm. I think, um, because of that and the, what I, in the sense of certain things or times that I would trust, I mean, you know, test, um, God, it was more so where I just got, Tired and fed up like I just didn't there was just something in me or I was just like so broken that I didn't want to do music anymore.
2: Mm.
3: And it's crazy because I don't want to say that um, my music is my identity, you know, like that's what I do, because, you know, at the end of the day, how else can God use you if you're just hiding behind okay music is your identity and yeah. I can only be used right. doing music mm-hmm. and um, I think I, I I, didn't know anything else but it was just enough for me to just step back and say I don't want to do this anymore because I was angry I was frustrated yeah. Yeah. I was tired and um, in those moments of just like r- trying to run away from God run away from my calling like wanting or thinking I wanted a different life. I just wanted to be mm. normal. But what is normal?
2: <laughs>
3: I I just I let's just say that I don't look at the word weird. Or if someone calls me weird as an insult, I take it as a compliment. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was younger, I used to get teased and bullied a lot. I called you know, called every name in the book, and weird was one of them. And I think after a while, I just you know accepted it and just took it. And as unique or set apart, just different.
0: And is that because you were a Christian or? Why, no, why you it's just
3: different reason. My hair, um, just, you know, my laugh, like, every, you know, just kids are cruel <laughs> when you're young. Like, huh. they'll they'll try to, you know, pick on anything. And when you don't know your identity and you don't really know who you are it really like bounds you it's like you feel like your identity is found in what they call you yeah you know so that was you know uh, a struggle you know just learning or knowing like who i was or like you know what do i have to offer when Mm. you know you're told certain things over and over again you start to believe it so i think it just took me trying to run away from God to like the farthest extent. Like I was like, I'm done. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do music anymore. I don't like, I just feel like there was a part of me. I just became rebellious. Like I just, I was angry. Mm -hmm. And, um, before I knew it, I, I, the, I guess a part of the, the testimony or what I can share is, um, I think at one point a friend of mine was getting married he wanted me to sing at his wedding, and his wife was a, a musician. She was a jazz singer, mm-hmm. and she wrote a song based on Ephesians three one three, one um, And it was talking about how we are adopted and how we are the sons and daughters of Jesus Christ. And it was like, um, what is it, praise to the God and Father of our Lord, Jesus Christ, who has blessed me with every spiritual blessing. Mm. Um, I think that in that time there was a turning point for me because I was running away from him. And then someone approaches me and asks me to sing this. And I was singing literal scripture Mm. into my heart Mm. and into my mind, into my soul. It was like, and, and slowly but surely it just totally transformed my mindset and renewed me because I looked and viewed God as okay, he sent a son to die on the cross for my sins, Jesus, and then I saw it as the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But it's a Trinity, it's three. The hardest part for me was seeing God as my father. So because I struggle with that, that's where the trust kind of like gotcha. didn't yeah. like in apply. Mm-hmm. And when I realized that it was like Eureka. Like it's like, oh wow. You know, like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can he's my father. Like it was so weird because it's like you're being used and you're raised in the church and you're just like hearing all the, you know, the word and all those different things. But it was just that one piece, that one particle that totally changed my whole mindset Mm. and my relationship with God. Mm. And because of that. It's like I, I got myself, you know, i um, back backing out. I was like, I need to, because at first it was sometimes it's hard for me to like actually read the word because I don't know what it is. Like I'll have a book open and the words start moving. <laughs> and like, you know, like if I'm like trying to like after a while. So I did the audio Bible experience uh-huh. and I would just fall asleep. And listening to it and it was just like a total like where i just needed that covering and that pouring of um my whole mindset the transition to take place and then um i went on a 21 day fast and god just revealed like certain things to me and it was like oh my gosh wait a minute like i'm supposed to meet you halfway like i can't you know things are not gonna i don't you know i didn't expect things to just fall on my lap but it's so funny that when you're walking in god's will that's just how it feels mm. when you walk in yeah. his will. There's just like certain doors open and things happen and you're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even have to try. Like, yeah. I didn't even, you know, mm. but after a while, it just it's like he wants you to reach out to him. Mm. Like, you know, like, a, a, you know, a daughter or son reaches up to daddy, you know, and they stretch out their arms. It's like meet him halfway and he'll do the rest.
0: Yeah. You are like, uh, okay, so, so you're this artist, you're this singer, you're this. Do you play an yeah. instrument as well? No, so In you're, you're a singer. In your mind, you play <laughs> guitar, right? The piano. <laughs> 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 every every singer, uh, well, not every singer, but many singers will sing songs that they can personally relate to. There are other singers who sing anything. It's a job, it's a gig, it's mm-hmm. pay. So I'll sing anything. I'll do Budweiser commercial or, you know, whatever. But for you who s- decided at an early age that you were just going to do this for the Lord... Or maybe your mom decided for you, and then you just decided that's the way I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to follow her
3: instructions. I think she will like to think that.
0: <laughs> uh, but but nevertheless, you you decided you're going to do this for the Lord, yeah. and you're not going to bend the rules. You're not going to compromise. Do you write? I mean, are songs being birthed out of those out of the, out of that experience, out of that decision?
3: That's still um. Towards the end of just working on new music, that's what's been coming to me because I used to um, have a fear of writing. I don't know mm. why, but I did. It was easier. It's easier for me to write poetry than, And I'm able to express myself in poetry than mm. the actual structure or format of a song. Gotcha. So sometimes I could just write something that's just in my mind and just freelance, write everything, 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 everything. And, I'd like to take it to someone that knows how to write structure of the song, and then here's my words. Uh-huh. Can you just format that? You,
1: you've done that, right? Yeah. You've like, just here's my poetry. Uh-huh. I need you to write a song off this poem. This yeah. poem. So, would you
0: say most of the stuff that's on this new project
1: that we're gonna it's, talk it's about? It's split.
3: It's, half, it's and half, half and half. Different writers. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of them being David Hamm, and um, just uh, a collaboration. So it's like I wanted it to be a mixture because you mm. know sometimes two heads are better than one. I don't know. I just. My first project, you know I, I
0: wanted to, this, so that's a freak, but, uh,
3: <laughs> no, I'm just saying a mindset, no, like just someone you <laughs> looking, you know, but, um, uh, the last couple of songs have been really, really inspired and right. like, um, where I've just like sat down and just like came to me, like uh-huh. just, you know, from using the word and just like trying to really like relay what it is that I wanted to get out or express, um. Other than that, I just, I don't know. I just look at it as a, a, co- a collaborative, like, you know, yeah. collection of just different. Okay. Well, we're mm-hmm. going to hear
0: someone We're going to take a break. We're going to play something old right now. Oh, though. yeah. 2005. And Greg. Somewhere wow. around there. This is the old Sheena. This is not, not the old Sheena. This is the young Sheena. <laughs> uh, <laughs> before the Sheena that yeah. we are going to hear a little later. Yeah. Right here on TSC Music with Ambition. <laughs> And that was a little bit of Breathe On Me from the Project The Refuge by Truce, wow. 2005. It's a project that's yeah. still available. Yes, it is. The vocals on that one was Sheena Lee.
2: I was going to say Circa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good times.
1: Yeah, it's a classic. Classic Sheena Lee song.
0: Yeah. Now, you've sang, you've traveled, you've done some overseas things, you've done some domestic trips, uh, local outreaches, things of that nature. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And in your travels, and Dave hit on it in the break, um, that during all that, you found yourself still, to a sense, uh, to an extent, running from God, running from that calling, or trying to avoid uh, going beyond knee-deep, because you were already (laughs) knee-deep. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Trying I, to go I would say a beyond. little more
3: than knee deep. I yeah. think I was like, <laughs>
2: like, it's like
3: it was like <laughs> it was like right below my neck. Like,
0: <laughs> and I think we've all been there in our walk with the Lord, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it's not that you don't, you don't want anymore. It's not that you want to walk away from all of this. It's is that it spiritually? You don't know how much of this you can handle right now. How mm. much more can I handle? And and what is deeper? I feel like I'm already up to here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What's the next step? I mean, yeah. is it is it preaching? Is it Prisons, uh, God. What is the next? Is that is that how you felt?
3: Yeah, and I think it's so much harder when um you are still like going through a process of trying to find yourself or know mm-hmm. who your identity is in Christ. Like I think that's it's just like you, your heart is in it, and mm-hmm. God sees your heart more than anything, more than the outer exterior what someone else will look and judge and point. He sees your heart, and that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, I think it was more so I had to come to grips of, it's not about pleasing man, but about pleasing God. And um, sometimes when you have that mindset like, oh, you know, I need to do this because someone, you know, I'm expected to, it's like you could get lost in that. And you know that you're not doing it for, you know, them. You're doing it for God. He's using you, you know. I think
0: Miles Monroe said it years ago that uh, the moment a man or woman, Finds their purpose in life. That is the moment they are freed from the opinions
1: of men. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's There's good. A
2: thought, you
1: know, you use that word too. Expected. Was that just? Um, I want to continue that. Almost like expect the feeling of expected to say yes to certain things
3: all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I just um. I don't know. It was my, one of the things that I thought was a way of worshiping God was just doing anything and everything someone told me to do Mm
0: -hmm. and can miss what God is calling you to do or telling you to do in the process, you know?
3: Yeah. And it's like, you don't have your own mindset. You don't make your own decisions. It's not like really like where God is like, you know, you're just doing what you thought. (laughs) you know you're supposed to do. Oh, we yeah. talked
0: about that a little bit we
1: did, <laughs> in the podcast
0: yeah. last week. We were yeah. talking about gifts and talents and being willing and being ready. And and how often, you know, people can take that twisted for their advantage. And uh and uh, and, and, and and you know, call on you to just do 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 and forget that in the process you need to be fed, you know, yeah, you right. need to pull back. You use the word detox. During the break, you know, I had to detox myself from, you know, some people in my life mm-hmm. and some things in my life and some uh, some involvements and some decisions mm-hmm. that perhaps you were used to making. And I think everybody needs to mm-hmm. uh, um, find a liberty and a, and a freedom to be able to do that uh, and to acknowledge that when it's when it's time to just pull back and say, OK, God, you know, you already know the condition of my heart. You already know what's in my mind. And right now I'm on overload mm-hmm. yeah. and I don't like these people, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just you be honest with yourself because you like, he already
3: knows. And you don't like what you're turning into because Absolutely. of bitterness or so like resentment. What,
0: exactly. Yeah. I don't like what I'm starting to look like. So God just, just
1: yeah.
0: uh, helped me to withdraw for a season. Yeah. And I tell you, that's, that is the perfect place for, you know, for cocoon experience with God, with yeah. the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. you know, when he kind of wraps you in this cocoon and it's just you and him. You know, and you may have gone in pale and beat up and useless because a caterpillar is just, just that. You know, yeah. when it's in the cocoon, he's useless. He's yeah. got no defense. Yeah. He's ugly. He's pale. He's, you know, and, yeah. and it's eating on himself in a sense, you know. Uh, but then when he comes out, beautiful butterfly, you yeah. know. But he's got to go through that that metamorphosis, that yeah. period in which, you know, God pours into you and he feeds you while you're in that and cocoon. And I don't think it
3: should just happen like one time. I think that it's something yeah. that should happen like. Every, you know, like a cell, you know, when you just feel it, when you know, like it's not just, okay, here's this and now forever I am. Right. No, it's a sanctification process. Absolutely. You'll probably most likely go through that feeling again yeah. when you've had like enough. Cause a lot of times it's like you go out and you're pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring of yourself and you feel so drained, mm-hmm. but it's just that, like that getting fed. Back into that, it's just like where you you need that that jump start or like the energizer bunny. Like you yeah. need to put that cord in and get that that energy back or get you know fed again.
0: Absolutely, that's why I like the phrase: every pastor needs a pastor.
1: Mm. <laughs> you know, amen. Every
0: leader needs a leader. Yeah. You know? uh, so you come out of this cocoon, you come out of this this period. And we talked about your writing, um, in the in you know previously, and you said that you you kind of mixed the project up a little bit. Let's talk about this project. What, what's, what's next from Sheena Lee? What are we listening to?
3: Um, color.
0: Color. Hmm. Is that the name of the project or that, is that how you describe it? It's how I describe nice. it. Nice.
3: Um, the whole, It's still in transition, like um, just the whole idea of it or the best way to describe it because what I look at it is like a, a, a project, a collection of just um, encouragement. Like that's how because when I listen to it or when I'm ministering, it's like um, it's like the music ministers to myself and Mm. I'm encouraged even more. And I think that a lot of uh, a lot of times what you what the people miss out in the body is just words of encouragement from others. Mm. A lot of times you can go, you know, you're heavily involved in ministry and you're not getting that encouragement or you're not getting it's not a thing of looking for approval it's not where you're looking for someone to dote on you and be like and praise you and like oh my gosh but when you when you feel so drained and you're at a vulnerable state and you're like tired and you don't really like hear that it could kind of like mess with your mind a little bit Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know how else to explain it because it's not I know that at the end of the day it's not about me at Mm -hmm. all you know everything is for his glory alone so but at the same time the vessel that is being used, you're human, you have emotions, you have feelings. And a lot of times I think that, um, people in church also, if like, they know that you're a minister or you do, you know, uh, you know, music or, uh, just do anything else. Um, that is regarding the arts. It's like what you were saying before, where it's just like, you could be, you know, expected or told to do something over and over Mm -hmm. again. but, they're not really focusing or paying attention on who you are in Christ or like where your walk is mm. or like being discipled or being fed. It's like, just do as right. I say Bring what you have to the table. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think that that's, um, more or less what, what I've encountered experience. So the project being, um, like different colors or different areas of my life where I felt, you know, um, certain ways or even when, um, I just, I'm just, I feel really blessed because the people that were a part of the project that also wrote for me, it was, it was kind of uncanny how it became something where it's like, I felt like it was birthed from inside of me mm-hmm. because I related to it so much. Mm-hmm. Like no, I felt like the, it was the
0: message in the song. Yes. Yeah.
3: The words that were written when I, you know, that I didn't even write, but it was like God had said it where it's just like, okay, you know. When you read these words or when you sing them, it's like you make it your own and it becomes like where it's like a part of you because you relate to it so much. Mm -hmm. And it's just like you're getting a part of me, even though I didn't write it. But it was like it felt like it was like, wow, that was written for me.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. And you sound like the kind of artist who will only sing or would rather sing songs that you can personally relate to.
3: right. Because it's about it's to me it's about um, the the feeling or the um, the authenticity of um, when when someone sings you. I look at it like this: like if it's not Christian music, right? And you see a secular artist performing, a lot of times you can tell when they're just doing it for the money, or when they have such a huge sense of passion and they believe in what they're singing. Yeah, and I think for me as a, a Christian artist. Everything that that comes out of me or everything that I sing, it's like over and over again, like God, like take this, take over, just take over because I'm giving a part of myself. And I and it's like I want them to see you. Mm -hmm. It's not even me. So it's like as I'm singing um, to the people, I'm singing for God. You know, it's not like singing for the people or singing. for No, I'm singing to you, but I'm singing for God. And because of that, you see his light, you see his glory. So it's like there are times where I just get very emotional at, you know, like while I'm singing the song, because it's ministering to me at that moment. Like I don't listen to my music outside of, you know, (laughs) right up Mm -hmm. until sometimes I actually have to, you know, I have to minister because I don't want to like just I want it to be fresh. I want it to be new every single time I go because it's like. I'll hear it or God will speak to me or use it in a different way in my heart where I'm just like either reminded of, of just how much I have to be grateful and thankful for and where he's brought me from.
1: Mm -hmm. Good. Good stuff. Yeah. I think um, I'm just encouraged just again to hear just, uh, just the, the truth of again, going back a little bit to what you said, understanding that sometimes again, we can take a journey just through music ministry, on different platforms, whether missions or outreach or evangelism. And yet, you know, still, you know, being able to to testify, Sheena, as you're talking about still wrestling with your faith and wanting to run away um, or wanting to say yes to every opportunity that comes and not being able to say no, because, again, like we had talked about, Greg, on the last podcast about. This willingness. But if you're not ready, then your willingness is not being willing to to do what God's called you to do. Mm -hmm. But it's simply being willing to do whatever man's told you to do. So without the ready, your willingness can lead you to being willing to doing a ton of stuff that has nothing to do with what God's called you to do.
3: And you end up feeling empty because where's the purpose in that? When the purpose is supposed to be like, okay, the God, this is for your glory, but how is it for his glory right. when you lose your, like you just lose yourself because you're afraid of what man is going to say, or if they are not, they, they don't approve of you saying no, or they don't like the fact that you say no. And then you're so concerned about what they think of you and if they'll get upset at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know.
0: Now you obviously have an appeal to young people. You've ministered to a lot of your peers and a lot of younger people. How how is that received? I mean, do you do you have young people looking at you like, you know, starry eyed and like, oh, I want to be like Sheena, you know? Or what's the response? Cause the, because the because here's the reality. This is one thing I've had to come to grips with. The, uh-huh. This generation, uh, and you know, the society calls it the millennial
1: right yeah. generation.
0: Uh, but this generation, the response to Christian music is very different from the response that it was when when Dave was growing up. Oh. Yes. Because <laughs> he's older. Thanks, than. Greg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very different response. And unfortunately what's being pitched to them is very different. Yeah. And the way that it's being pitched. And so today, you know, I got and I, I'll give you an example. I came into to the office this morning, checking an email. And as it is the custom, I get two or three of these emails a day where there's a an entertainment company who is pitching One of their artists, Mm. so and so, is available. The most anointed, so and so, on the planet, (laughs) and this is how. And I'm not exaggerating. This is how they word some of this
1: stuff. The most anointed on the planet. Yeah, is available
0: to come and minister at your church. He's filling these these dates while we're in your area, and 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 the way it's being pitched, it is so cheesy. And and some of these people are extremely talented, but. You get past, you get to the pitch and you're just like, forget it. Yeah. I don't to like talk to these people right now because, because yeah. yeah, because this is the most anointed person on the planet. And you today. have to get the him, most yeah. anointed in Christian music today. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's <laughs> sad, you know, and I know that that's not what you're presenting, but people see Sheena and they see her on the stage and they, they're going to hear your music. They're going to hear your records. What's the response that you're getting from your young, from the, from this generation?
3: The response that I get, it sometimes um, amazes me. Mm-hmm. Like it's not—I don't expect, nor do I get the whole like you know, the most screaming. Anointed. Oh, like you know the, <laughs> you know, like it's—it's it's not even that. It's just I believe in um, leaving a remnant, and when the presence of God, you know, mm. is there in the room with you because of the words that you're saying and how you're being used. That feeling you can't shake because in that moment in time, anyone that's in the audience can have their first encounter with God or have another encounter with him. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, it's exciting to me when I see young girls come up to me, Um, because a lot of times, I guess nowadays, the girls are more focused on the male Christian artists, you know, (laughs) than it is the, Uh, you know, it's easier to... um, accept or you know like scream the heads off and all that stuff and I don't expect that and I'm glad that I don't get that because Mm -hmm. it's not it's not about me I don't want it to be you know Mm -hmm. I believe humility is very important and being humble and knowing like okay you know like this is not me the reason why I'm doing Uh, this is because he's using me you know so I think um, when a young girl comes up to me and she shares with me how she has a heart and a desire and a passion to do music it's like the reason why that that word encourage or encouragement is so important to me because I think that's what lights me up. That's what blesses me because then I'm able to give them a solid like word or wise counsel and just tell them it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be easy, but God will reveal to you if this is what he showed you to do because he Amen. will build you up and he will make you strong to okay. overcome um, the certain obstacles or different things that can come along with being in music ministry mm-hmm. the, the, the the different fads the stereotypes the the judgment the you know it's like once you get past that it's not about what anybody else has i could care less if someone thinks you know i'm anointed or not i just know what god thinks of me
2: yeah mm-hmm.
0: what we don't talk about a lot too is a disappointment- mm-hmm. you know and i hate to be the priest of gloom and doom but uh, uh, we we don't talk about the, the disappointment and we we lead our young people to thinking that it's just oh it's fabulous yeah but the, and, and what we'll say a lot of times it's fabulous but it can be you know there can be some rough times right but we don't talk about the disappointment because a lot of uh young artists today uh, and artists in general will go into this thinking that this is going to be what I'm doing for the rest of my life this is going to be my career This is what I feel called to do, which means, you know, career means obviously I'm going to make a living doing it. I'm going to draw an income, provide for my family. And sometimes God will take you all over the world and you don't get paid a dime (laughs)
2: because
0: that's where the true put, you know, that's where the rubber meets the road. That's where truth in the statement is unto him really gets tested. You've just traveled to Timbuktu and you paid your own airfare. you know, yeah. and, and now you're back here in the States and you didn't get a dime for that. Yeah. But is it still unto him? Yeah. So that's yeah. where that, that's where the test is. And that's when we know we're ready when it's truly unto God and I'll go, even if it means at my own expense.
1: That's right.
3: I guess I'm kind of glad that I experienced that at a young age, that, that whole thing, my whole, the whole roots and the the base and the foundation of Um, Where my heart is when it comes to um, music ministry is because of missions. A lot of artists don't experience missions like or mission ministry. Mm -hmm. So or just being or doing outreach Mm -hmm. where they're out in the crowd. They're out with the people in the darkness being a light like it's it's just a different mindset that I feel that someone has, you know, and as an artist or any artist, I think it would be, you know, good for them to join a ministry or do mission so that they can experience sure. that, you know, and really, you know, be used to that capacity. But when I speak to someone that's asking me about music or I'm very transparent, like this is not like, it hasn't been easy yeah. for me at all. And I think that because of what God has revealed to me, showed me, like sometimes I feel like, you know, especially in this past uh, year and like into this new year, it's transition, but I feel like I've, been in a classroom where it's like Hmm. I didn't understand why I saw or why I was exposed to certain things when I was you know growing up in ministry and young you know and when I was younger but now I'm able to understand that because I need the thick skin I need to be able to have my mind open and and receiving and just and and knowing that there are certain things that I need to know for myself to be knowledgeable in the music industry, music business, regardless of what it is, of any type of ministry. Mm-hmm. You just you can't live life with your heads in the clouds like, you know, I'm this super Christian and I'm so righteous and it, it doesn't work like that. It just doesn't <laughs> work.
0: I think it was some, a little over 80,000 new releases last year. Eighty thousand new music releases, little over eighty thousand. Yeah, it's m- just music. too many. <laughs> I mean, so so for anybody to wake up in the morning you think, and think that I am going to be the top of the, you know, the top of the game. I mean, yeah. you are so mistaken. You know. Yeah. But the reality is now you have a deeper appreciation for yeah. for for what you do. We're we'll we gonna take a break. We're gonna come back because we gotta talk about the project. We gotta yeah. get to. To this, to this project i just cut her off she's got a lot to say so uh, we'll be right back in a minute with Sheena lee
3: god is incredible god is with you god
2: is aware of your struggle god
3: is ready to forgive god
2: is powerful
3: god is your friend god is a good listener god is for
2: you god is willing to god
1: help. is and always will god be god
2: is able to god protect is god
3: good is power Change. God is, a God, is
2: Jesus. God is here. God now. is the one who loves. You. God, God is
3: merciful. God merciful. is the husband to the widow. God is
1: the one with your God
2: hands is there God. when no one else is.
1: TSC Music Radio, where God is. This is Carter Conlin from Times Square Church in New York City.
0: I don't think anybody would debate with me today that we're living in a season of fear. There's so much uncertainty around us. It's easy to lose both perspective and hope. That was once the case in my own life where I became so overwhelmed by the circumstances that they began to control me through fear. It was through the study of the Word of God that finally fear lost its grip on my life. Recently, I've been able to put together proven truths from the Word of God that will
2: help to set those free who are willing to read it and believe it. The book is called Fear Not. And remember, it's time to pray.
1: To find a prayer meeting in your area, visit nycprayer.org. Fear Not will be available September 1st at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and wherever Christian books are sold. Carter Conlon has declined royalties from this book. All proceeds are designated to a fund for the alleviation of human suffering.
2: cry for grace
0: And we're back again, and we're in the studio with Sheena Lee, Dave Hamm, and the rest of the team. It's been great. This has been great talking to you, and great, great to hear your heart and hear uh, how you've sold out and how the Lord's using you now. So you've got this new project. How far into it are you? Three songs, five songs, eight songs? Far. <laughs> Pretty far, right? Yeah. Pretty far.
3: Just about, it's like, you know, it's wrapped. Okay.
0: What's the street day? Do we have one? No. No. Mm-mm. Summer?
3: Um, I, I don't know whether it's gonna be um, spring or summer, but I'm not like it's not like far from right. now. But it's just I don't have a set a date because I want to do the. I want to continue in excellence, like gotcha. continue, like you know the the right marketing, right promotion, and you know the date will come. I guess when it comes, but I don't right. want to give a specific no, that's, date. That's, that's
0: good. Yeah. You have any singles? Anything that people can hear from this new project? yet?
3: Um, yeah, uh, two singles on. Um, iTunes um, from the project uh, one called "Gotta Get Away" and the other one called "Destiny." Both of them have features um, with uh, Ja and Andy Minio.
1: We played, huh? we played "Destiny" a yeah, couple of podcasts yeah, ago. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, well, check it out. They can get that on iTunes. Mm-hmm. What was the titles again?
3: Uh, "Gotta Get Away."
0: Gotta Get Away featuring
3: Ja and Destiny featuring Andy Minio. Check it out,
0: Sheena Lee, and look for the new project Coming this soon. year. Could coming soon. <laughs> Definitely yeah. coming soon. Yeah. Now,
1: I, I, I think one thing that's been good just as she's worked on music is just, uh, the ability to just to be patient. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, you just threw out this number 80,000 releases, like, <laughs> you know, you know, when I, when I, I, I didn't even know that, I was that's like, insane. Wow, that's, that's insane. And so, uh, Am I just and I think it's good. I'm sure you probably think through like, am I just another artist in the bunch or are you taking time to say, God, I want to be very intentional about every step I make in the process of the release, where the project goes, what opportunities I'll have through the course of promotion, marketing and um. and I'd love for just throwing this out. But again, and you use the word a lot already today, but encouragement and just to encourage young artists to be patient to seek counsel, um, to wait on God, to hear his voice on every move that you make. and so Yeah,
0: yeah. everything from the song selection to the musicians, to the producers, to the marketing.
3: And one of the things that I I say to new artists or artists that, you know, I mean, well, young girls or, you know, guys that want to go into artistry, it's just a matter of it being your first impression. First impression is very important. Mm. So just like how God, you know, he... He does things in excellence. Mm -hmm. So if he gives us something and that's our heart's desire, he will work things to to part for it to be received in excellence. Because a lot of times there are some people that really rush to just throw anything out there, Mm -hmm. and it's like now you you can't
0: cover like this.
3: You you know, know, like (laughs) and just the quality of the music, the way that it sounds, it's just not really like appealing. And then it gets laughed at. You know, I don't, I don't. It's yeah. and now that's what it's come to because before it was when around Dave's you know back in the day it was Boy, accepted. I'm such a
1: target <laughs> on, on the years gone by right now. What's kidding. going on?
3: It was just more accepted. It was accepted <laughs> like sure. even in the quality of music videos. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, I remember well, like to, it wasn't an anything extent, that was it's a-
0: still even embraced today because I mean when you think eighty thousand, little over eighty thousand releases yeah. in the U.S. alone, that is an insane number. But that includes. All the independence that includes people who are sitting at stations just like this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Creating music, throwing it up on iTunes because it's so easy to do. Right. You know, and it really is about you either having a message or not having a message. Mm-hmm. And it really is about you having an inner circle or not having an inner circle. Mm-hmm. It's really about you knowing who you're trying to reach or just throwing it out there and just saying, Okay, wherever it lands mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and we all know that there's a right way to do this and there's a wrong way to do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so uh, I I think your approach and waiting for the Lord and waiting on the Lord uh, is a wise approach. Look for it. Sheena Lee coming soon. You guys have a history. You've worked with her. You used to be a choir director that she was in. Uh. For goodness sake. Like Dave
3: would say, he's worn (laughs) many (laughs) hats.
0: Yeah. yeah, we're going to come back and talk about other hats. That's going to be the, the topic of the next podcast. Uh, right here on TSC. Now, Sheena, no artist has ever been on the program and not sang something live. That's right. So you got to send us out with a song. So should
2: I just sing? Or like just do go. I, okay. You are awesome. Oh God, I give my whole self. Oh Lord, I open up my heart and I decrease so that you can increase in me. You are awesome, oh God. I give my whole self, oh Lord. I open up my heart and I decrease so that you can increase in me. I want more of you Give me
0: TSC Music with a mission. And remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. I'm Greg Thomas. Join us again next time on TSC Music. I'm David Hamm. It was a wonderful time. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Sheena.
2: Thank you.
3: king in what you hear and let it be a sweet sound in your ear we sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear we also hope you'll join the conversation online because music with a mission doesn't end here so check out tsc music on facebook to share your thoughts and get regular updates follow us on twitter at tsc music tweet and don't forget to use the hashtag Podcast. watch and share videos on our youtube page at youtube.com slash tsc music tv and, of course, you can always email us at music at church.org or visit the website tscnyc.org slash music. Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSC Music, produced by the director of TSC Music, Greg Thomas, mixed and engineered by Jungbin Kim, and I'm the project manager, Jesse Carrasco. Coming up next week, we continue with part two of our discussion on gifts and talents.